Carla, and welcome to Spirituality Matters, a podcast that focuses on the intersection of spirituality and humanity. Now let's settle in and find that sacred space between here where I am and there where you are. And let us be reminded that the holy transcends our physical bodies and our time together is just as sacred and meaningful as if we were sitting beside one another. All right, let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled The World Needs the Miraculous, Fragile, Scarred, Resilient You. And as always, you can find the accompanying blog at RevCarla.com. Now, I have learned so much about gold doing this writing and this podcast. This is one of those times where I hear a phrase and I think, oh, that will make a great writing. And I have no idea why. I just heard Gold is beautiful in its purest form, but made stronger when mixed with other metals. And I thought, hmm, that has a story in it. Let's let's go there. Let's see. So I write it in my little curated content book and an idea book. And I think, all right, I'll just hold it, th- hold it there until it's time for it to write something about it. And that's exactly what I did here. Now, I want to talk a little bit about gold just to give this context. And there might be some people out there who know so much more than I do about gold. So to you, I apologize <laughs> if I say something that's not quite right, please feel free to email us at info at revcarla.com so that we know more about uh, gold and we can pass it on to everyone else. But here's some things that you may not know. So in its purest form, gold is soft because of its atomic structure and its metallic bonds. Okay. So these atoms in gold can, they, they slide past each other. And that's what makes it malleable. So gold lacks this strong, what they call interatomic forces that give it the rigidity and hardness to be more resilient like other metals uh, are. So often what, what they'll do is alloy gold with other metals. And this helps enhance its hardness and durability. So oftentimes metals like copper and silver will be alloyed with gold to restrict those atomic movements. And that helps increase the strength. So then you end up with a gold that has more practical applications. So the first thing I think of is when you're looking at very expensive jewelry, you think about how you wear it and how uh, strong you need it to be. And oftentimes when you have a ring made with 24 karat gold, you will see scratches on it. You will see it, it will actually bend out of shape because of the malleability of the purest form of gold, which is 24 karat gold. Now, what is alloying? Alloying refers to the process of combining two or more metals to create a new metal. Okay. So it's not just adding it. They seem to mix or blend with them so that it creates something stronger than what the original form was. So like I said, copper and silver are often mixed and blended or alloyed with gold at the atomic level. 
to increase its hardness and its durability. And this will change the characteristics of the gold. So the proportions and the choices of the metals will desire will give the desired properties that you want for that gold. So it's very important to understand what is the desired outcome before you start mixing these metals. Now, some of you, as I didn't know, I mean, I obviously I've heard of 24 karat gold, 22 karat gold, 18 karat gold, all these different kinds of golds, but what are they? All right. 24 karat gold is the purest kind of gold. That's 100% pure gold. What it technically means is that at least 99.9% .9 of what you're looking at contains gold and only 0.1% may be other metals. So the 0.1% can show up naturally just in the way gold is mined. But 22 karat gold has been alloyed with some other metal. So you have to have at least 91.7% gold and the other percentage will be some kind of metal. 18 karat gold will be 75% gold. 14 karat gold will be 58.3% gold. And 10 karat gold will be 41.7% uh, gold. Now, typically the most common metals that are alloyed with gold will be copper and silver, but nickel and zinc are often used as well. When they use these, they use them intentionally because they're not only looking at changing the hardness and the durability of the gold, they're also thinking about what's the desired outcome going to be as far as the color and the brightness and the tone of the gold afterwards. So depending on all of that, that will also determine what kind of, what kind of metal they might alloy with the gold. So like I said, we often have heard the desire that people have for 24 karat gold to be used in high-end jewelry, but also you will hear often that people will use or customs or, you know, over the years they've used pure gold in religious objects, in decorative art, in luxury watches, all these different things that are considered revered, things that maybe not be as high use because of the fragility of pure gold or something that higher res respected, revered, that might be determined how pure the gold is that they use. Now, the person who has a trained eye can immediately tell you whether or not this is solid, pure gold. They know to look at the tones, the texture, uh, the feel of the gold. Now, technology has improved the process of mixing those alloys. And you'll also uh, see sometimes they'll paint a thin coating of 24 karat gold over an object to make it look like it's pure gold. But once again, people can tell that. And the bottom line is there's just no substitute for 24 karat gold. And this is why it is often reserved for the most prestigious, the most revered, the most sacred of uses. And that's why also you'll see, especially in the high ritualized 
performative churches and that's not being that's not being dis, disrespectful there are some ch churches who keep the sacred relics to the side because they feel like that that those become idolatry idolatrous in their worship but then you also have the ordainment of say the catholic church which is very much symbolic in things that with a, a lot of significant value so you'll see the golden chalice sitting at the front of the church on sunday it's very rarely touched and if it is it's only touched by those who have been ordained or sanctified by church authorities to do so. And it's made sacred by its presence, its placement, its design, and the blessing that has been placed on it to be used for the sacrament. Most likely it could be used for the Lord's Supper, or it can also be used like in a baptism or some kind of other ritual or a wedding or something like that. But the message is clear. When those relics are sitting there, the message is the presence of the divine, the holy deserves the, the this purity symbolized through these relics that are too sacred to be touched by anyone else. So 24 karat gold is considered that honored, that sacred. However, we also know that it's malleable. So it's beautiful in its purest form, but is it practical? Well, like I said, throughout the years, they had 24 karat, karat gold is highly sought after by those who want to use it in for religious rituals, in artwork, in high-end jewelry. But if you're going to use it for things in everyday life, the normal wear and tear of pure gold is going to take its toll. It's going to lose its, its shine because it's going to get scratched. It's going to lose its shape. So it's not ideal for all these different circumstances. And now you're thinking, all right, you've gone several minutes into talking about gold and I'm going to, I'm going to get someplace. So at the final form, the final desire of what you want this, this, this product to be is very important. So for instance, 24 karat gold is often used in dental work. And you might think, now that doesn't make any sense because you're going to put something in my mouth that is going to lose its form. You're forming it like my tooth, but it's going to lose its form if I bite on something too hard. So how can it withstand the pressure and the force of everyday chewing. So why in the world would you even use it? Well, of course, 24 karat gold is often mixed with an alloy to strengthen the gold's property because it would be a mistake not to do so. But why is gold used? Gold is used because it is highly biocompatible. And what does that mean? It is less likely to cause an allergic reaction or irritation in the mouth of the patient. That means that gold in its purest form, our bodies are able to accept and not see it as a foreign object in our mouths and reject it. So something from the earth that has been created can be placed in us and we accept it because of its biocompatibility. It's highly resistant to corrosion and tarnishing, which makes it really, really ideal for those kinds of dental restorations. For years, I had a gold tooth. I just had to have it replaced. And I never realized how special it was. 
But oftentimes you, you'll see them use uh, 24 karat gold mixed with a copper or a silver to help increase those mechanical properties. Now, as we said, 24 karat gold is not only sought after for its purity and its preciousness, it's also sought after for its ability to help in the medical field as in dentistry and also when you are designing jewelry and when you are looking at artistry, okay? We've got all that established. So we understand that gold is precious when it's alone. 24 karat gold is precious in its own presence, in its own properties. It is sanctified by its purity. But we also know that it's made stronger when it's blended with something else that compromises the purity, but strengthens it for its durability and its ability to be used in more applications. And how is that? How does that have application to me? Okay, let's think about that a minute. So as newborns, we are precious. We're a miracle, right? Newborn babies, people just like to stare at us, right? This circle of life that is on full display because there, there you have those who have been entrusted to care for us and protect us and ensure us that we're not going to be harmed because we are indeed precious and we are fragile. And it's easy to see the miracle of life and the whole spectrum of life just by sitting and marveling at this arrival of this beautiful newborn. And the fact that not only are we beautiful and we're a miracle, but we literally would not be able to survive if it weren't for those around us who are caring for us. So even though we are precious in our most purest form, there's nothing about us that is sustainable unless people will ensure our safety and will ensure that we are nourished and that we are protected. But somehow for some of us, sometime in the blink of an eye, that can all change. If we're lucky enough to have survived our childhood, because that is not something that we can take for granted. And many people do not survive their childhood. I bet right now you're thinking of someone who didn't survive childhood, whether it was a horrible disease or tragedy, whatever it was, it's not to be taken for granted that we actually survived, but we did. And then we became adults. But now what are we? Are we considered still a miracle? Are we considered precious? Are we still considered sacred? Well, yes, we are still all those things. But by the time we enter into our adult life, people aren't looking at us as miracles anymore. They don't sit and stare at us and we certainly don't need their help in holding up our head and we don't rely on them for our everyday survival. We're able to get our own foods and take care of ourselves in different ways. So though they're no longer gazing upon us as if we are this, this miracle of life. So you have this bookend of our arrival here and where we are now, there's a lot of life that has happened. And some days we love to replay those in our minds. We have these wonderful memories of things that have brought us joy. And some days that we want to run away from because they're too hard to remember. And we hold on to memories of loved ones who were there, probably gazing upon us when we were first born and they're no longer here. And this just happens with the passing of time. So 
in some ways, we know that those who were entrusted in our care, they succeeded because we are here. But we also know that no matter how much they protected us, no matter how much they desired us to be safe, safe, that more than likely you as I arrived into adulthood with scars. There's not too many people who can say they didn't. So when we are born, we are like that pure gold. We are untouched by the world around us. We are full of potential. We are shining brightly with the promise of what we might become. But as we grow and experience the world, we are inevit inevitably scarred and we are contorted by our experiences because we more than likely faced challenges and disappointments and heartaches. And just as that jeweler adds the alloys to the purity of the gold to make it stronger, can we take what has happened to us, those harmful life experiences, as well as those good ones who form us as we mature physically and are able to take care of ourselves? Can we take those lived experiences and also bind them to us in a way that gives us strength and resiliency that we need to face the challenges that lie ahead in our lives? So gold is tempered by this fire, this process of binding it to something that wasn't part of its original form. We too can be forged by these fired experiences that can help strengthen us and elevate us and empower us to step fully into our lives. Because the truth is they happened. We can't change the fact that they happened. So can we be strengthened by these hardships that we have faced and tempered by the lessons that we have learned? Because just as gold is made more beautiful by the addition of other uh, metals, we can be made more complete by the people and experiences that have shaped us. So we, as we move through life, we carry these scars with us. And each one of them is a testament to the struggles that we have overcome. And they're a reminder of the strength that we have gained. Notice I say that the strength that we have gained and beloved, I know that there are lived experiences that were harmful and painful. And unless we can see that we have no choice, but to integrate those into our being and turn them into something that can empower us, whether we stand on them and say, never again, never again, will someone take advantage of me? Never again, will I lose my voice? Never again, will another child who's in my influence feel as I did when I was abused and lost my power and lost my innocence. We have choices and we can turn it into the good if we can see that the things that happen to us do not define us. So can we look at our experiences and embrace those scars and see how they have shaped us? Because like I said, like gold, we are at our strongest and most beautiful when we are tempered by the fire. The fire does not define us. Our true self is still here. Our resiliency is still here. It can be strengthened and we can move forward with courage and determination, knowing that when we do that, we are strong enough to overcome anything that comes our way. So this outer shell, it reveals little of who we are. 
So can we learn to be unafraid to show the world the authentic us that's living behind those scars? No, beloved, it isn't your birth that made you sacred. It is your living and choosing to press onward, regardless of what life has thrown at you. The bold, the beautiful, the brave, the broken, the miraculous you, that is who the world needs. For you are indeed sacred and holy, just as you are. Never forget, beautiful soul, that you are indeed a miracle. Blessed be. All right. Thank you for listening. You can watch the uncut version of today's episode on my YouTube channel, Spirituality Matters with Rev. Carla. You can also connect with me on all the social media websites, including Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can learn more about my live teachings called Sacred Conversations with Rev. Carla and coming soon, Sundays with Rev. Carla at my website at RevCarla.com. I'm so honored to be in this space with you. Go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. Go and know that others are on this journey with you and you are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved just the way you are. Blessings on your week. I'll see you soon.